Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a journey into sound. A journey which along the way will bring to you new color, new dimension, new values, and a new experience. Music Podcast, a podcast about listener music by listening artists that we believe are as good, if not better, than that in the mainstream. Uh, this is the B side. We just take artists who have been sending their music through submissions over the emails. We take a couple of them and we talk to them. We play their music. We give them a platform in which to be heard. And as usual, I have with me on the show Wayne. Wayne can't say hello because the original intro I can't use. So this is a rehash of the original. But Wayne will be joining us later on in the show. We also have us have with us our guest, Brady Smith. Brady Smith is a blogger and he has different projects going on that you will find out all about later on in the show. But yes, uh, that, that is what we, we do. That is who we are. And we're going to move on to our first artist. Actually, before we move on to our first artist, the artist that you're currently listening to is Square Peg Round Hole. If you like what these guys are doing, I'll leave all the links in the show notes for you to check them out. But in the meantime, we're going to move to our first artist. And our first artist is... Robert Connolly Farr and the Rebel Tone Boys. He's bringing his song of Dirty South and I I believe he spoke with Wayne so you'll be able to check out that conversation now and his song. Enjoy. (laughs) 
Well, my name is Robert Conley Farr, and I'm originally from Bolton, Mississippi, and I'm a songwriter and uh, been up in Vancouver, Canada for about 12 years now and uh, been playing with a southern rock kind of alt-country band for the last 10 years. But a couple of years ago, I hooked up with an elder blues musician down in Mississippi named Jimmy Duck Holmes, and uh, he, he lives about 20 miles from where I grew up and. Man, I, he and I got to be friends, and he started teaching me, and um, I released an album in the later part of 2018 called Dirty South Blues, and uh, and if it wasn't for Jimmy Duck Holmes, that album wouldn't have happened, and he's totally transformed my my musical career by really just kind of bringing my, my music right back to my roots and in, in right there in Mississippi, and so I play a, a style of blues called the Bentonia style. And uh, Skip James was known for that. And uh, so, yeah, um, that's that's pretty much what I do. Uh, now I, that's pretty much all I do because uh, this whole pandemic thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm exactly the same. The podcast is a highlight for me because, uh, yeah, I'm the same. I'm sat at home, yeah. And, um, totally, so, totally. Uh, so this this style of blues you do, you see, I mean, it's something we're, we're not used to at all in, in Britain, um, in, in the UK at all, because if it comes over here, you know, you get like – the the sort of and I use the term loosely mainstream blues, and and you yeah know, the, yeah the old country rock, you know country over in Britain it's got a following and it's you know it's a decent following but old old country rock I'm not sure about you see I'm not sure I don't run in those circles so I don't know how big that sort of thing is over here it's it's a sound that is I well, I, mean, I love the sound of it for a start it's it's so I mean the dirty. For, is is the the correct term for it? It's so yeah. It feels like it's got a pound of, um, you know, soil rubbed all over it. That's the way it feels. It's it, you exactly. Know, it's it's a gorgeous sound. Yeah. Is it? Is this something you've always gravitated to, or you know, were you a pop singer in a former life, or was it? You know, is it? This is the way you've progressed into it. Well, no, I've, I've always uh, kind of just played with acoustic guitar and then with a, a kind of, you know, kind of a more Southern rock edge. And, you know, I think that's probably just from, you know, growing up listening to a whole bunch of Southern rock and, and loving, yeah, I loved heavy metal. And, you know, when I was a kid, I listened to Bon Jovi and Aerosmith and, you know, Motley Crue and, which is interesting because we just recorded our, our upcoming album in the same studio here in Vancouver that Bon Jovi did in New Jersey and Aerosmith did all those, you know, the pump record and, and the permanent vacation. So, you know, it's great to kind of have that come full circle. Um, but I've always kind of gravitated towards more rock. And then when I hit this kind of blues vein, the natural tendency was to kind of merge the two. And, um, and I was really, uh, uh, inspired by jimmy and uh inspired by jack owens and leo bud welch and rl boyce and you know these these older blues musicians that up until the you know some of them died a few years ago but up until the end of their lives and even now they're still playing around with these duos and trios and it sounds you know very it's so dirty it's so you know, it's just like you use whatever PA system you got, you use whatever guitar you got, you use whatever amp you got. You know, we're gonna make some music, and 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 it's about bringing the people together and creating something fun and and lively. And uh, you know, I don't, I have one pedal. I got one pedal and a tuner, and I use a Epiphone three thirty five, and you know, that's it. You know, like that's my sound. You know, <laughs> that is a that is and, a fucking um, beautiful guitar as well. That is a three thirty five. 
oh thanks you know and it's <laughs> and it's easy and it's simple you know and it's just like plug in and you get going and i like that idea you know let's go to work you know <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's such a unique sound that the, the sound you've got it, i was racking my brains today trying to i always like to you know you, you've always got to go with what you know and sort of like not pigeonhole but go yeah he's, he's got a bit of that he's got a bit of that and i was really struggling and the only thing i could come up with is um and this is going to be really out there and people are going what the fuck is he on about but um <laughs> like uh like dimebag daryl from pantera we went yeah. off on like a southern metal um when he left pantera and, and nice. he started to do oh god people are shouting at me now and tell me what it is but when he he went and did his own stuff before, obviously going and doing his other solo yeah. stuff, he had that. It's grit. That's the only thing I can say about it. You know, it feels like you, your amplifiers has got you know stones all all in the all in the um, <laughs> the, the knobs. This is it's that's the thing that struck me the most. It's such a unique sound. I mean, I, yeah. Thank you. What's what's Thank the scene you. like in in America for for this sort of sound, or is it do you just get incorporated into like? you know a country music sort of venues or is it is it complete you know how how is it received it's well you know it's it's funny because anytime anytime i go home and i play in mississippi i only play at jimmy doug holmes juke joint called the blue front cafe in bentonia mississippi and every time i play if i'm playing electric jimmy ain't he's not into it he you know he's like why ain't they playing country blues you know why ain't they playing acoustic you know and but uh having said that last year at the bentonia blues festival there was a there was a big part of the crowd that was like younger and they came to see brother d's they came to see rl boyce they came to see us with this kind of more electric more rocking vibe and and i think that you kind of you're seeing a lot of that in the South right now. Um, you know, this kind of dirtiness, this kind of um, anything goes, you know, it's like, let's, let's make some music that we love and not get too wrapped up. And, and it, you can almost make something sound too good. And then it's all, and then it's, it's too good. You don't want to mess it up. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, I love, I love the fact that when I go play it, it I like the inconsistencies. I like it when I hear Jimmy Duck Holmes hit the wrong note on Hard Time Killing Floor Blues on that first song on Dan Auerbach's new record. And they keep it right there, you know. And Jimmy talks about it all the time. He's like, man, it, it, it's about it's about taking something that's a little bit wrong and making and working with it, make it a little bit right. He's like, you hit the wrong note, the right note right there. It's just right next to it. You know? <laughs> Very good. So, you know, so and, the, way uh, you're, uh, the way you're describing it is you guys are – you know uh, yourselves. Um, what's what's the name of your band? I didn't write it down. That's terrible. I mean, you see, Robert Connolly Far and well, the we just, yeah. We well, that's all I go by now. The oh, Rebel Tone right? Boys is actually a, a session band out in in Lethbridge that I used for that particular album. Ah, okay. Um, but <clears throat> I just go, you know, I go by my name and and the guys that I play here with in Vancouver, you know, I've been playing with for you know a decade or so. Excellent. Yeah. So the way you're describing it to me, you guys are sort of it's. It's how I suppose um, people like Cream and and Led Zeppelin and people like that were were looked at when when they started to do their version of like rock blues. You know, people sort of not staring down the nose, but like I'm not sure about this sort of thing. You guys are at the forefront of that, then I'm assuming, because it's it's such a it's a sound. I don't feel like it's brand new, but I feel like it's a bit more um, leaking into more. Um, standard 
play and standard, you know, you, you'll hear it a bit more than, than you did, say, five years ago. I'm right in saying yeah, that you yeah. guys are sort of there at the front? Well, it, it's definitely an obscure sound. And I remember when I wrote the songs and I pitched the record to Leroy Stagger, who produced it. He's a Canadian songwriter and producer. And um, well, I pitched him about 40 songs. And he, and he took the 10 blues songs and he said, I'm not hearing anything like this right now. And he goes, I want to make a record with these songs. And I said, well, that's cool. You know, let's do it. And I think kind of right. And, you know, I've, I've been playing this kind of music for a while, you know, as I was studying with Jimmy and learning from him. So it wasn't really that new to me, uh, per se. Uh, but I can see what Leroy was talking about now, because I'm still not hearing anything kind of in, in that vein coming from younger bands. I hear it coming from like, R.L. Boyce or Leo Budwell, some of these older musicians that are kind of doing this obscure kind of hill country blended with this kind of, you know, deep blues sound, you know, this heavy blues. It's, it's you know, for the minute I played it, I was like, yes, we yeah. haven't, we haven't heard, literally, we haven't heard this type of music before. You know, we, we have, we have country <laughs> artists on, we have folk, we have, indie, we have lots of indie, we have lots of rock. You know, even pop artists, we have we have more come through our door, and it's this is a yeah. sound I haven't heard in three years of doing this podcast. You know, it's like you say, awesome. it's, well, good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was exciting to listen to. It was you know, it was wow, this is this is something completely new. So yeah, so um, what comes next for uh, for yourself? What was obviously with the lockdown and everything, everything's on hold. But you know, when all yeah, this when yeah. all this well, starts to dissuade, what what comes next for you? Well, we're in a good spot. You know, last year was a crazy year. We flew down to Mississippi. We played the Bentonia Blues Festival. And around that time, I got diagnosed with, with some uh, testicular cancer. Oh, no and I had to have that addressed and, and I had to have a surgery. And, yeah, I bring that up to say, hey, you know, bring some awareness. Like, get you know, go get checked. You know, it's, it's worth it, especially now. Um, you know, and, and then we came back from that trip in Mississippi, we're totally inspired and I was just super afraid and we went right into the studio, um, and we recorded, um, an album's worth of beds. And then we went back in in February, did the same thing. So we're in a good spot right now. We're sitting on two records worth of materials. So we're choosing the songs that we want. We're mixing them and, um, we're looking at the end of the summer to have a release for a new album with a new single called Cadillac Problems, which I think we kind of all have right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it'll be coming out uh, in the next month or so. So we're looking forward to that, but you know, it's just a, we're so excited about this, uh, this album because, you know, we feel really comfortable in this kind of vein. And, and so we're starting to explore some new sounds and, uh, you know, use the resonator to record with for one, you know, I'm playing harmonica on more on some songs, which I haven't done yet. You know, so it's a really great experience for me just to kind of broaden my horizon with the materials and with, uh, and with the recording process. So, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun, and we're looking forward to it. Brilliant. We'll make sure when that comes out, you send it over to us, and uh, we'll we'll try and give it a for a, sure, a definitely. Yeah, I may even steal it for a head to head for the A side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and we have, uh, and I've been releasing uh, some B sides and some rarities from the jam space on my Bandcamp page, and uh, as well as some singles that I've been writing here at the house, and some of that stuff's for free download. So. Head on over to the Bandcamp page. You never know what you might find at any given time. <laughs> right, yeah, absolutely. That's uh, Robert Connolly 
Oh, I wrote it down and forgot. It's far, Robert, isn't it? Yeah, Robert Conley Farr yeah. Bandcamp. Is, there you uh, go. And sometimes I just put all the albums for free. Just you know, so I yeah, you know, I'd rather have people having something to listen to nowadays. You know what I mean? <laughs> having a mad Wednesday, absolutely. We're going to round this interview off with just a couple of silly questions. So I've got two questions for you. Like I say, really silly. Right on. The first one is: if all you right. could replace a musician and play their part in a song, so the the uh, example i always give is if you could take roger taylor as a queen and play his part on the drums for we will rock you and you get the credit for it but your your example of it if you could replace a musician and replace yourself in that song what song would it be and which musician would you replace oh man um ooh, that's a good one um oh let's see um I'm just, I'm just, uh, hold just a second. Let's see here. So I've <laughs> recently just fallen, fallen in love with ZZ Top, right? And um, I yeah, think yeah. if it was me, and I didn't, and I didn't know that I could play ZZ Top. Like I didn't know he was playing in the same tuning that I'm in. And so if it <laughs> was that, you know? are you playing in by the way? Sorry. I, oh, I'm, I'm in a. Most of the time, I'm in an open C minor, which is a C G C. It's a C G C D sharp G C. That's that's Viking and metal that, territory, that is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, and you and you kind of want to detune from the bottom up because those strings will or tend to break more often. That's a trick. And also, if you just use a capo, you can kind of capo all the way up into an open E flat or open F flat tuning, which are some really great sounds, right? Really great uh, sounds to mess around with. And, um, but to answer your question, the song yeah. <laughs> that I would do is I would, uh, I would go for the gold man and I'd, I'd pull Billy Gibbons out of I'm bad nationwide and I'd give it a go. I'm, I'm not up on ZZ Top, so I will have to have a check of that listen. Uh, yeah. Certainly check that song out and have a listen. Absolutely. Hopefully he hears it and he gets a kick out of it. <laughs> yeah, we've never had ZZ Top, so that's, that's a good shout. And, and we're going to finish this interview off with first and last. So this will be the first of something or the last of something or somewhere in between. So uh, the first song you wrote. The first song I wrote um, that I can remember would be Tones of Home, which is on my Mississippi Live album. Excellent. As long as you can remember it. I mean, <laughs> A lot of people yeah, go, oh, was, yeah. yeah, a lot of people go, I don't know, I can't remember. I'll just say this one. Uh, okay, uh, the last <laughs> CD you bought. The last CD I bought yep. would have been, um, actually, it was Jimmy Doug Holmes, uh, just his most recent album, Cypress Grove. <laughs> that would be the last, uh, the last CD I bought. Excellent. I can't remember the last CD I bought. It was a fair few years ago, but uh, yeah. Well, the one that the one that uh, I was chuckling about when you asked that question is down at the Bentonia Blues Festival. Uh, R.L. Boyce was selling his CDs, and he was just burning them himself on his computer, and then throwing <laughs> a little picture of him in there. <laughs> if it works, it works. You know, uh, it works. <laughs> uh, the first instrument you learned to play. The first instrument would have been electric guitar, and I was obsessed with Nirvana. I th- yeah, I think we all were when it came out, weren't we? I went and bought um, <laughs> I went and bought a Boss DS2 just just because I'd, oh. I'd learned that, that he'd used it on the um, not on the Nevermind on Bleach. That's that's what the, the that's, sound is. Yeah. So yeah, I went, what I went a killer and, album too, man. Yeah. And, like I didn't even know about Bleach until years after Nevermind. Yes, this is a great album. Uh, okay, brilliant. Uh, next one, the last instrument you played. The last instrument that I played is let's see here that would be 
uh, it would be my Gibson E335. My sorry, my Epiphone E335. I'm not to the status where I can afford a Gibson yet. Yeah, but Epiphone. <laughs> if you're looking at the hollow bodies, it's always Epiphone, isn't it? Gibsons are all. Oh, I love it. Yeah, Epiphone's where it is. You know, it's. Uh, um, well, Jimmy plays an Epiphone too, and I love it because yeah. you see a lot of those older blues musicians playing Epiphones because they were a bit cheaper, you well, know. But they sound so good. I, I don't think I've ever seen a Gibson. Three three five. I've always seen happy phones. Um, I've played a. Oh, it's yeah. It's not. I, I messed up there. Yeah, it was wrong. It's all. I um. I remember uh, this old boy I used to work with, and he wanted to buy all the instruments that the beat. Like he, he was he was a, a fair musician, but he. He wanted to own all the, the instruments that the Beatles played, the famous instruments. And the first one he bought was... Oh, really? Yeah, the first one he bought was a, a casino, Epiphone casino. Um, oh, beautiful. In the same finish that John Lennon had it. And it was he brought it to me, and I was scared to take it out. It was absolutely stunning. They didn't have F-holes. It had, <laughs> it had diamond holes. And it was, it was one what? of them absolutely gorgeous one of the most gorgeous guitars i've ever seen i think i played two oh, like man. two chords and then put it back in the box and went yeah it's okay you take it back <laughs> uh, 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 uh two now uh what was the last gig you went to the last gig that i went to um geez yeah before all this uh shut down um <laughs> does it include gigs that i played yeah absolutely <laughs> i think i think well yeah, like uh, the last one was uh, last Friday. We shot a bit. We shot a film, um, a video set for this Wang Dang Doodle T's uh, Big Rhythm and Blues show, and uh, it aired earlier this week. And we just uploaded it to our YouTube page. So if you're interested in what we sound like as a duo, just me and my drummer, and kind of like where we're sitting and what we're really vibing on now, like that's it. Check it out. It's Excellent. basically just us a guitar pedal and an old ass harmony amp and my buddy on a little small drum kit and we just jam it out in the in the workshop excellent right um we'll go for the last two now then the last lyric that gave you an emotion so it could be a good emotion made you smile a bad emotion made you cry or a good emotion that made you cry you know one of those well um it wasn't a song it was uh this um pandemic thing has given me a chance to read some more and i actually read cormac mccarthy's the road wow and i devoured nice light reading for the pandemic there (laughs) (laughs) and uh, i just devoured it but when i got when i got to uh to the to the very end of the book you know um it was just it was just beautiful um you know this this well i don't want to tell you what happens at the end of the book because then I'll give it away. But it's, but, it, but it made me cry. Like I was sitting there and I just started, I just started crying and it was good. It, I needed it. And it was something about, and that's what I love about books. That's what I miss about them. It's this ability to kind of touch me in a place that, uh, I didn't know that I needed to be touched, you know? Absolutely. Sometimes. Jeez, that's yeah. kind of weird. So, no, I know what you're saying. I know what you mean. It's come across a bit weird, but you know what you mean. Um, and we'll go with the last time you felt out of your comfort zone, which, to, to be honest, a lot. I, I think it's like last Thursday because, <laughs> or the Tuesday before <laughs> yeah. that. It doesn't, doesn't, you know. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, well, the, the last time that I was really afraid, um, I've actually been really blown away by how Canada's responded to this whole thing and our government and uh, our, my work as well. Um, but the last time I was really afraid was when I flew down to Mississippi in the latter part of January. And then my family and I flew to Toronto and I knew all this was going on. And I was just so afraid that, you know, something was going to happen. And, yeah. you know, I don't like being afraid to go to my home to my country, you know? And yes, uh, it's a, it's it was a, a weird feeling. It's a it, weird feeling. Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's strange all over the world, but as everybody keeps saying, we'll get through this together. We will. Yes. So we're, we're at the end then. So, um, Robert, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Please check Robert out on all his social medias. Uh, I dare say that Rich will put it all in the show notes. So check him out there. So yeah, thank you very much, Robert. Um, Thank you so much, man. Take care of yourself and stay safe. Cheers.
So that was Robert Connolly Farr. That was his chat with Wayne. That was his song. So, yeah, do you want to start this one off, Wayne, seeing as, as, as you spoke to him? Yeah, it's nice to get back in the swing of things. I, I haven't interviewed anybody for, uh, since since before the start of lockdown. Um, it's probably about a week or two weeks before lockdown started was my last interview. Then one thing or another, and uh, equipment change. So Richard's been doing the interview. So this is my first one um, since then. Uh, really nice guy to talk to. Um, his song is absolutely banging. Uh, you know, it's something we don't hear a lot of if any if at all in britain to be honest that that dirty blues uh that dirty south blues sound um it was it was a really interesting conversation as you heard he, he, he was talking about the guys who influenced him you know the, the one of the guys who influences him is is one of his you know mentors as well um it was just a really nice round of really shit mentor wouldn't he if he didn't influence him <laughs> uh, well i think he, he influenced him first and then became a mentor you know and uh yeah it's, I mean, it's such a different sound to compared to what we used to in Britain. I mean, if we get blues in in Britain, or when we get blues in Britain, it's you know, it's 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 the sort of and I use the word loosely mainstream blues. I sort of compared this to, and I know people will be shouting at me from the interview, but I sort of compared this to like Dimebag Darrell's sort of stuff, um, like Pantera and After Pantera, that sort of hillbilly metal. This is obviously isn't metal, but it's got the same sort of heart. It's so it's so dirty. You, you know, after you finish with it, you need to go and have a shower. It's it's so fantastic. You can yeah, it's for me. It was like you could you could feel like it was being recorded in a barn or something. It was it was fantastic. Absolutely love it. Yeah, it's a it's such a natural sound, and yeah, it's just brilliant. Yeah, Rich. It feels dirty south, doesn't it? It really. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of this, Brady? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, he's really got that nitty-gritty sound. And, yeah, they're, I don't know, sometimes uh, country, kind of that, that blues sound can, can be a little overdone. But I thought he just, he nailed it. Mm, I thought so. Uh, this wasn't the song that I chose him for. I'm going to play a clip of the song that I chose him for. It was called Ode to the... Ode to the something or another? Wayne? I don't know, mate. I only listen to Dirty South Blues. Out to the Lonesome. It was called, it's called Out to the Lonesome. I'm just going to play a little bit of it for you to listen to. This one, the the song that he, I'm guessing it's his latest release. Um, yeah, dirty. Yeah, it's it. His voice was a bit too monotone. Stayed the same tone all the way through, which worked for the song. But I preferred the ode to the the lonesome. It, it had more range to it, and we had the same kind of feeling. He's got that 
Yeah, that dirty south feeling going through that as well. I don't know if he's using lap. Was it lap steel? Lap steel? I think that's the. Is that what you call it? Oh, it is a lap steel guitar, but I think I think that's the image he's 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 promoting as well. You know, you, you can. It's almost you can. It's it's so well recorded that it allows you to picture sort of where he could be recorded. You know, for me, he could be sat in there's like the corner of, of you know, like a hotel. Saloon. Or, yeah, exactly. You know, playing the guitar and just laid back singing. And I mean, it's so well recorded. I listened to it again today, and the bass and the drums in this song, are, they're so high end, so, you know, high end reco- um, produced that this this could be done by, you know, anybody in the, anybody who's getting paid millions in the business. You know, there was, there's such full sounds. There's nothing. Yeah, second hand about them at all. Brilliant. Yeah, there's, it's very, it's very hard to produce that uh, instruments like that without um, stop without lo- losing that organic feeling. Usually, absolutely. It's like I was complaining the other week about um, someone's drums on one of the songs. They didn't sound organic. They sounded overproduced. These are overproduced in the same way Metallica overproduced their instruments. Yeah. They still sounded really organic, but yeah. so powerful. Yeah, mm. agreed. So, so definitely go check out this guy, Robert Connolly Far, and check out all his other works if you like him by his work. Absolutely, he's, uh, he's yeah, he's, de- he's he's very good, very good. Yes, okay. So we're going to move on, Wayne and Brad. We're going to move on to the next artist, and the next artist is Merriman. 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 <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm, a, I'm a songwriter. That's what I consider myself to be, rather than like a singer or a guitar player. I'm, I'm someone who likes to write songs. I'm from Stoke-on-Trent, and I write about my life in this, uh, in this very interesting post-industrial city. I was, you know, born and raised here, so uh, I've got plenty to write about because uh, it's a city that has its, uh, its ups and downs and its quirks and it's history, so I enjoy kind of focusing my efforts in in those kind of areas. But I'm just a I'm a one man show. I, I I play lots of live um, play lots of live gigs around uh, around the city, especially. I record at home. Um, everything I do is completely DIY. There's no uh, expensive equipment or studio time or anything like that. So it's just a great big uh, DIY project, really, that I just enjoy doing. Cool. It's uh, what I like to think of. It's it's music that doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's music that everyone can relate to. I think it's uh, it's it's real music, if you, if you know what I mean. And there's a few people that do it. I don't know if you've heard of Mr. B, the Gentleman Rhymer, and people like yeah. that. They've got the same yeah. the, the same kind of thing, but yeah, it's 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 more relatable than most of the music out there. But unfortunately, it's not as commercial or mainstream so it doesn't get as much hype as it probably should do no no i completely see that but i mean i figure if i do it for myself first and foremost people i know that i i buy into listening to music that i really believe so if i if i believe in what i'm doing reflects me and the kind of person i am and i don't do it for any other reason than than than, that i think it's good and i can enjoy it then you know, there's ultimately that's going to come up. You're going to you're going to write better songs and make better recordings if you're not doing it, thinking, oh, well, this can be commercially viable or anything like that. But I, I yeah. completely see what you mean with the the music that doesn't take itself too, too seriously. It, it harks back to like my favourite artists, like like the Kinks, for example. 
Yeah. Like there's so much tongue in cheek there. There are there's there are serious undertones to a lot of the messages, but you kind of communicate them through the quirks of mundane life and in Midland cities and stuff like that, don't you? Yeah, and I don't think there's enough music out there like that anymore. It's like like I said, there's um, a guy he was meant to come on the podcast, but we never contacted him back. He went viral with the um with a song on Facebook. Same kind of thing, he had a ukulele. He was in a suit shop or something. I can't remember the song name. It was really oh, yeah. popular. But the song itself, as a song, it wasn't amazing. It didn't sound brilliant. It was just a normal melody, normal song. It was a bit folky. But it was the lyrics behind it. It was the message, and it's a message that people can relate to. And I think that's the good thing about your music, you know. Your music yeah. isn't... Uh, you know, it isn't groundbreaking. It's not invent no, reinventing the, the wheel. It is what it is. But your music is more about the lyrics, about the message, and people are, will be drawn to, especially with the song that you've sent over the uh, brown sauce straight away. Yeah, you know, you you can relate <laughs> to every single lyric. Yeah, yeah, but you're right. I mean, I don't, I, I really don't intend on breaking any ground with the uh, the music because what I try, what I tend to do is make it kind of almost like a, almost like tributes to things that I enjoy listening to. Um, but yeah, lyrically, I mean, something like Brown Source is just a good example of how those, ta- it's like one of those tiny details of life, almost like a mundane, ordinary life. Brown Source is one of those things that has this almost strange kind of militant uh, fan base who will defend it to the hilt. And it, it, those little things, those little kind of quirks of life, I just find them, to be a fascinating um, subject matter to to write songs about. So the lyrics, like you say, the lyrics are what I, what I do focus a lot of energy on because that's that's where I get my kind of ideas and messages and my kind of almost the inner workings of my mind <laughs> coming through lyrically rather than through the music. Yeah, um, I will have to say, is this the song that you bring in today, Brand Source? Uh, yeah, that's the one that I've. Um, it's like my most recent release. Um, so that's the one that I, that, I, that I shared with you. Yeah. But I've got, there's plenty of other stuff out and about, yeah. I will have to ask you to explain to our listeners what the... Because we, we've got a, a very big international audience, like America, Australia, and okay. all over the place. And I, I think it's a very British thing, brand source. So, if, so for, for, for our foreign listeners, what's the, what's the song about? So the song is about... It's essentially a condiment, isn't it? It's like... It's a, it's it's almost like a a superior version of ketchup, where it is it is brown rather than red, and it is much more spiced. Like you take you're taking a bit of the tomato flavor away and replacing it with more a bit of a spicy vinegary flavor, aren't you? And it goes really well with uh, especially like savory stuff, especially cheese. Does a really good accompaniment to cheese. Good for breakfast. Good on chips. But it's just um, I mean, I just feel sorry for the folk who, who need it explaining because it means they've just not got it in their life, and it's a shame, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think they do have it in America, do they? I'm not. Well, I'm, yes. Maybe they do, but I don't think so. What a shame! I think the closest thing they have uh, will probably be Worcestershire sauce. That's that's, yeah. too, that's more tomatoey and runny. That's it. It doesn't quite have the. It's the, it's yeah. It's the um, the texture of it gives it um gives it more gravitas in in a meal, doesn't it? Whereas Worcestershire sauce, it, you just. You have to like drip it on, don't you, Worcester sauce? Whereas the um, the brown sauce has its own structural integrity that gives it, you know, a bit more power on the meal. Yeah, and then you split people into different uh, sections. Um, 
in the, in society, you've got those type of people who will put a splodge on the side of the plate and dip in it. And then you've got the yeah. other type of people, the monsters, who just pour it all over the food. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, and I think you've got people who pour it over the top of the food, then you've got people who pour it over within things. Like if you're having like, say if you were having a, a, a toasty, you'd spread <laughs> it over inside, wouldn't you? So I, I think yeah. there's a third category there. There's a yeah, spreading yeah. kind of inside a meal job there. What's the, what's the word they use? Not, it's a sandwich sauce as well. So yeah, it would spread within yeah, the sandwich. Yeah. Or the pie. Oh, it's, it's durable, isn't it? It can do a lot of jobs. <laughs> the surprising thing for me is i'm having this conversation like yet again <laughs> this <laughs> yeah. is not the first time i've spoken about brown sauce at length <laughs> so obviously you're not doing much at the moment gig wise because of no, what's no. going on have you been doing much more writing have you found time to you know explore other yeah, avenues um, yeah so I mean, my time before lockdown, I mean, I, I was just work a normal job, like nine to five in the week. So I was doing gigs and going to gigs, really. I was doing a lot of in the, in, in the week. So that time that I've kind of bought there, I thought I was going to do a lot more writing to start off with, and I didn't. I found because I wasn't going to work, my mind was so relaxed. I was not kind of sparking with ideas. But that's recently changed, and I've been writing quite a lot over the last probably about a week now. But at the start of lockdown, that's when I recorded Brown Source. I had it, re- I had it written already. But like I used that energy and that time uh, to record. So I recorded three or four songs, made a couple of videos. And then the, the latest thing I've done is I've done um, like a little EP of acoust- like acoustic rendition songs that I've pre- like recorded on other things. Um, and I'm doing a little charity EP that comes out uh, next Friday for like a local hospice. So I'm trying to be really productive with that, that time I'm gaining in the evenings. So when this is all over, have you got anything planned like uh, anything coming up? Um, well, my intention this year was to try and do a lot more gigging, <laughs> um, ironically, because last year I focused on getting an album together and released. So this year I was just going to gig. Um, but I guess I've rethought what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm really focusing on getting myself um, what will be my fourth album together. So hopefully once the lockdown and all this kind of scenario is lifted, I mean, it's going to be a long time for live music, I would have thought. Um, the the, the 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 kind of social situation you find yourself in for live music is probably not going to come around for for a bit longer but hopefully by the time it does i'll have either a few singles released or an album ready to start promoting and just get myself back out in pubs and bars and little spaces and just start playing my songs to people which is what i absolutely love doing so there's no grand plan uh, because the grand plan's kind of been you know what rooted so a new album is, is what I'm going to focus my energy on um, pretty much over the next uh, couple of couple of months, I guess. She's so just going to play it by ear then. Yeah, I think you've got to really, haven't you? Because because what I do is, you know, it's more of a hobby than an income. I can kind of just adjust my plans there, so I'm, I'm fortunate because I've got I've got quite a lot of friends who are musicians, and that is their income. So they've they've really got to you know be creative, and and they've got to plan ahead and do what they can do. But for me, because because I enjoy, like it's just something that I can do for the for the love of it. I can just adjust and and just be creative during the time instead. Awesome, um, right? Okay, so why Merriman? Yeah, um, a, so a long time ago, you're talking probably thirteen, fourteen years ago. I did um, some travelling with a group of a group of friends, and we had one kind of standout leader in the group, and we and it 
turn into this kind of like Robin Hood and his Merriman kind of like um, setup. And we were all based at a university in 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 a, well in Lancaster, so like the Merriman kind of like uh, accent was all around. So we uh, always used to just kind of like you know imitate that accent, and it all came from that idea of just being a group of lads having a great time, just kind of like making things up as you go along. Plenty of uh, beers, plenty of sing songs, and it just that kind of idea that we referred to ourselves in that way stuck with me to the point where I thought I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it back and and use it as my little name. And as well, because it's you've got the apostrophe where the the e or the a would be, I can be on my own or in a group, and it's kind of like oh, it's the merriman or you know it's merriman, and it kind of works as a as a collective or as a singular thing, which I kind of flip between every so often. It's nice when somebody puts some thought into a name. Just, yeah, it's, come it's, up with something because it, oh, I think it sounds cool. <laughs> no, it's um, it's it's something that certainly has a, a lot of resonance with me um, over the over the years. Excellent. And if our listeners want to follow you, they want to listen to you, they want to track you down. Where can they do that? So I'm I'm, I'm all over most of the places you'd find you'd expect to find um, an artist, but like I'm on streaming services like Spotify. Uh, you can buy. Um, some physical stuff and download stuff from Bandcamp and then I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram and I do quite a lot of uh, homemade music videos on YouTube so um, that's probably a good place to check me out as a, as a starting point really is YouTube because uh, I try and put together plenty of videos to kind of almost support the, the ideas behind the songs Okay, well I'm just going to finish off with two quick little questions the first one is you're going on holiday somewhere nice. Money isn't an object. Where are you okay. going to go? Um, God, that is a good question. I'd probably go to um, somewhere like um, New Orleans or something like that. Like go somewhere in America where music's a massive part of the culture. So like New Orleans or, or you know, somewhere like maybe Chicago, something like that. Okay. So you're going to New Orleans for a week and you're taking with yourself an MP3 player. Now, it's an old okay. MP3 player, and Ooh. you only have WAV files on your computer, so you can only okay. fit two songs on this MP3 player. <laughs> okay. And they're the only songs you're going to get to listen to all week, even though you're in New, New Orleans, which is basically the, the, you know, the capital of music. But these yeah. are the only two songs you're going to get to listen to. What two <laughs> songs do you take with you? Okay. Um, I take Black Sheep Boy by Scott Walker, because that song's perfect. And I'd take um, When Harpo Played His Harp by uh, by Jonathan Richmond. I think I, I can't get enough of those two songs. Oh, they're just beautiful. You've got, you have to look them up. They're absolutely beautiful numbers. I'll have a look for that. I always find new music every time I do these interviews. Yeah, well, that's the beauty of these kind of things, isn't it? Like I, I try my best to find a new band every week. And through stuff like this is just where you get your springboard ideas, isn't it? Oh, you should do my job and gain like hundreds a week. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, it sounds interesting, but a lot of it isn't. No, oh, God. It's... <laughs> so, next question, next question. Um, if you could take a song and you could okay. make it your own, any song from the past, and it's yours, you, wrote, you, you write it, you play it, you get all the accreditation for it, what song would you take? Mm, okay. Uh, Waterloo Sunset by the Kinks. Good choice. Yeah. yeah it's just that, that 
it's got everything, hasn't it? It's beautiful and it's dark and it's humorous and it's tragic and everything, isn't it? It's got it got it all. Yeah. Awesome. Well, um, listeners, if you want to check him out, like I say, he, I didn't say, but he said he's on all the platforms. You can check him on Facebook and Instagram and Spotify. If you like his music, buy his music, support your independent artists. So, yes, uh, Merriman, thank you for joining me. It's been a pleasure having you on. Yeah, cheers. Thanks for having us. song brown sauce um brady this one might get might be something that's gone over your head it's a very <laughs> it's a very british thing this one is um i mean obviously brown sauce it's it's an english condiment it's uh it's it's covered it's a very coveted con condiment in in the the british oils i don't know if it's all of the british oils but some of them um <laughs> But yeah, they fucking hated on the oil of silly. 
I think every country has their own condiment that they call their own, and that which they can relate to this song with. You know, like um, we have brown sauce. The American has. Americans have well, that just fat in it. That just love fat. Um, <laughs> I was going to say American mustard, but you know, <laughs> English mustard. Anyway, yeah. Um, what what did what did you make of this, Brady? Um, I I was a little confused. I'll, I'll be honest. <laughs> uh, the the music video too. That was that was something else. I was not. Uh, yeah, kind of a one man show. But I mean, he he's got talent, like for sure. I I um. Yeah, I think I've listened to enough of um, like High Kings, like kind of that um, that Celtic, Irish, Scottish feel that I thought I, I was getting that kind of a vibe from it. It seemed like one of those type of songs where, um, yeah, just kind of telling a story, but kind of just to make you smile type of thing. Yeah, that's what I've got him on now, which is very satirical, but it's not done to make you laugh, but smile. Yeah. yeah. What did you think, Wayne? Yeah, this is this is much very much in the vein of I don't remember we 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 had permission to play that. Mr. Uh, B, Mr. B, the gentleman rhymer. Yeah, I was going to say, you remember the guy from last year who did the No More Fucks to Give song? Yes, he was meant to come on the show, but he never did. Yeah, we, uh, we, um, we played. We never song. contacted him back. This this is in that year, gentleman. Uh, uh, sorry, yeah. What do you call him then? Yeah, Mr. that, that Mr. sort B, of gentleman yeah, rhymer. That sort of that sort of feel. You know, there are some songs that are about love. Some songs are about loss. Some songs, you know, leave you elated. Some long songs leave you upset. And some songs just have to be about brown sauce. That's just the way it works. You know, <laughs> the, the minute the minute I played it, I went, oh, yeah, this is exactly what we need right now. Just just a bit of nonsense, a bit of a bit of silliness. And it's so absurdly English as well. You know, it, it's it's something that, like, if we if we sat down and explain, <laughs> explain to Brady that you can have a full-on fucking row about tomato sauce and brown sauce on English breakfast... You know, to the point where you and your family would fall out. It wouldn't come across <laughs> brilliantly. But those things have happened. You know, what, what, what do you have on, on your baker sandwich? I have a bit of brown sauce. You fucking heretic. How dare you? Do you never put brown sauce on a fucking, you know, that sort of thing. So, and with this song, I love the, the story it sort of, sort of portrays. It's sort of like, don't worry about what's happening in the world. You've got a bit of brown sauce on your English breakfast. It'll all be all right. You know, don't worry about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly what the world needs right now. Is yeah. it kind of like a, a, I don't know, like a barbecue sauce type of thing, or like what was it? Uh, what does it taste like? It's yeah, it's it's, it's like a, it's got different spices, it's vinegary. I mean, he, he talks about it in the, in the conversation that's just been played that you won't have heard, but um, it's. I mean, what is it, Wayne? It's like vinegar and spices yeah, and. It's just brown sauce. It's not sweet. It is. Yeah, it's not sweet like barbecue sauce at all. It's the other end. It's, it's tangy. Yeah, and you can get like a fruity brown sauce as well. I mean, you, yeah, but, but you can stick that right up your ass. That's about not to, real. That's I was about to fucking it's say a, as well. Fake brown sauce. It really is. Um, see what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, it's my, fa- my passion. My, passion. My father-in-law, right? He. Another British tradition is the, the the Sunday the Sunday lunch, you know, roast beef, roast potatoes, mashed potatoes, peas, carrots, Yorkshire puddings, gravy. It's, you know, it's it's a British tradition, goes back as far as older than Jesus. <laughs> Jesus isn't even real, and um, so 
and he has brown sauce on his on his on his Sunday dinner. You know that? That's that. that, that oh, I, you, can't, I can't. I you think, need to. I think we need to change the subject. I'm getting no, pissed off. What you need to do is you need to when we finish this conversation, get on get online and find a copy of the Magna Carta because I reckon in Herefordshire that's fucking illegal. <laughs> oh, I do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so Brown Sauce by Merriman. Um, I found at the start, and in some parts, his voice was a little bit flat in the recording. I don't know if he was meant to do that, uh, to add to effect, but um, it did come across a little bit flat. Did you not pick up on that, Wayne? No, I, I was. Uh, I know. I know what you're what you're saying. I think it's sort of because he's, it's just him and the ukulele at the start. I think he's going for like the stripped back version of it, so there's not much production on it, or there's you know he's not done much. It might just be literally him and his ukulele in the studio recording through, you know, just to start it off. Yeah, with like a different mic. It sounded like it was recorded in like 1940 something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I quite enjoyed um, that actually. That was the start, wasn't it? That yeah. was the intro. Um, I. I can't remember his name. It wasn't Mr. Beard, the gentleman. There was another one who did it. Everything Stops for Tea, a cup of tea. Oh, fucking hell. It's Professor somebody. And, um, that's it, Professor Elemental. That's the fucker um, off. Yes, and th- these two together, him pre- playing that and then him playing Brown Sauce, that'd be a brilliant set. <laughs> the most quintessential British set you've ever heard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's definitely... He's, Definitely good at what he does. You should definitely go and check him out. All the stuff in the show notes. And if he's playing anywhere live after lockdown, you should definitely go and see him. So I'd imagine he'd probably be, probably be better live. Yeah. So that's that. That 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 was that was fun. We're going to move on to our next section. What's our next section, Wayne? Tell me about our next section. Rich, it's only the fucking wild card. <laughs> Now, the wild card is the section of the show where we take to Twitter. And I've put over Twitter that, uh, for artists to put their show, show notes, to put their, <laughs> to put the, put links to their work below and we'll choose one artist for the show randomly. So it could be good, could be dog shit. We've just got to go with it. So we've been given 80 odd, 80 odd, 80 odd. Uh, let's have a look. Anyway. Pick a number from 1 to 80, Brady. 1 to 80? Yeah. Uh, 36. 36. Okay. We usually have more than this, Wayne. We usually in the, in the hundreds. What's going on? It's been a really nice day, mate. Even I haven't been on yeah, social media that much today. Mm. So we have the Banshees. Ooh. We have the Banshees and their song, Tell Me Everything. Thank you for to everybody else who also participated and left their links. Better look next time. For fans of the Beatles, the Strokes, Arctic Monkeys, the Coral, the Kinks. Formed by singer-songwriter Vinnie and session guitarist Paul Holligan. In the autumn of 2018 in Liverpool, England, Vinnie, who has been in several bands throughout his career, has supported the likes of Chris Helm, the Seahorses and the Blue Tones, and appeared in Roger Appleton's Looking for Lennon, the city that rocked the world, also producing and recording music for other artists. 
Paul, he played session guitar for Pete Best, ex-Beatles drummer. He has supported such artists as Noel Gallagher and members of the Manchester band In Spiral Carpets. Then the Stephen. Stephen comes from a family tradition of playing bass. After serving with the British Army, he dedicated his life to music, touring with bands and others. Bands. Oh, the, with bands. The others. The, is that a band? The others. I think so. And the Pete Best Band. Stephen has supported other artists such as Noel Gallagher and The Farm. He brings the unique groove and feel he has on bass to the Banshees. Last but not least is James. He enjoyed success early on with various Liverpool bands alongside Vinnie as well as <laughs> session work. He is also a part of the Liverpool Football Club Band. Okay. His unique style of playing drums gives the Banshees a real passionate and driven sound from the core. Well, let's have a listen then, people. Oh, 
the Bunchies. We've told me everything. Today's wild card, that is. Um, it's a very familiar sound, a very familiar noise they're making there. Um, takes me back to about early 2000s. Um, definitely not reinventing the wheel, but it's a good sound, good uh, musically, good, good voice. Um, doesn't stand out and wow me because I've, I've heard a lot of it before, but it, I think these would be brilliant to see live. What do you think, Wayne? Yeah, I mean, as as you you know stated from reading out their bios, they've got heritage, and you can hear that heritage coming through in their music. You know, I think what you said there is a very very familiar sound. You know, um, there's, there's still a massive built-in following for this. You know, indie never went away, really. It surfed a wave of nostalgia over and over again. You know, the, the original indie bands from the 90s then inspired bands from the 2000s and then inspired bands in the mid-2000s and so on and so on and so on. You know, for me, there's reminiscences of, in their chord, chord structures and, and definitely in their riff work of, of, like they say, the choral. And I've got bits of cast, remember cast? No. I've uh, cast um, and, and those bands, you know, Liverpoolian bands, you know, bands from the, the you know, the middle of England, not the Midlands, obviously, uh, Manchester and, and Liverpool. You know, there's still a massive following for this. It's, a, it's, for me, it's got a very, very built in Brit, a Brit flick sound to it, you know. It's, it's, Brit pop? No, a Brit flick sound. So you'd hear this, remember like uh, Monty, uh, not Monty Python, the full Monty, you know, that. That sort of, mm. it'd be on the soundtrack, you know, that sort of thing. You know, I've got for like Full Monty, films like Looking for Eric, you know, like Michael E. films and Shane Meadows films, you know, that sort of thing, um, where you have the sound of, I don't want to say the people, but the sound that is associated with a period or something like that. It's, it's a really nice song. I really like this. It. really good. Cool. Did you like this? Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was... I thought it was cool. I like the groove. Um, Is it thundering there, Brady? Something just happened. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I had to, to drive really I'm... quick, but I'm almost there where I'm going. <laughs> okay. We muted until. So early. It. So early when I said the car doors open, it actually was. <laughs> it actually was. Yes, you were 100 percent correct. <laughs> I can get muted until I get there. I'm literally like two minutes it's no problem I, it's, you're not the first person to come on the show in the car <laughs> we did we did an entire interview with somebody going over the bloody um what, what mountains was it she was they were driving up from uh, was it northern california yeah they were driving to san francisco weren't they something like that it was yeah. um kitten head kitten it was kitten head, yeah well well remembered yeah yeah has brady gone i can't hear him oh there I'm, he is i'm here yeah. Did you like Did you like this song, Brady? Yeah, yeah. I thought they had a, a good groove. Um, some of those vocals were uh, a little different, but <laughs> um, yeah, I think overall it sounded good. It's a typically British sound. I don't know if it travelled well to over to America. What, what What kind of music do you typically listen to? Um, I I have a pretty big variety. I like. Uh, uh, I think. My favorite artist is probably Owl City. Um, I don't know if you guys heard him. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, no, Owl City. Yeah, I, I get some hate for that, but <laughs> I, I am who I am. <laughs> I, I like Owl City. They're quite mellow. It's something I can chill, chill to. Owl City. Yeah, 
Yeah, he's he's super creative and and stuff. But I do kind of like that that folk song uh, sound of of um, the band you just played. Yeah, yeah, they 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 good sound. Um, it's kind of nostalgic for me. I I've got nothing bad to say about them. They're good. Um, yeah, definitely check them out. Again, we'll leave all of their Wayne. That's Wayne's cuckoo clock going off. By the way, I can't show him off. <laughs> I tried. It's too late. I tried. It's too late, Wayne. It's too late. It's done. I tried to him For fuck's sake! I forgot about him. <laughs> Staying in there, so I'm not. Edit- I'm not editing that out. <laughs> I tried. I tried. I just reached up and tried to block it. It's like a a, um, a light sensor. It's still going. Um, what? Did- it's nine o'clock. It's nine cuckoos. Close this. That's staying in there, Wayne. Uh, yeah. Good band, good band, the Banshees. Check them out uh, on Spotify. I'm sure they'll all have a Facebook and everything. I, I'm, I'm not sure yet, but uh, all that will be in the show notes. Go check them out. Show them some love. They only have 133 monthly listens and the mo- listeners at the moment. Let's see if we can get that up. Right! With all that malarkey out of the road, let's go and say hello to our guest, Brady, over in, in the Americas. Where in America did you say you were? Idaho. Idaho. Idaho once. Oh, fucking awful joke that is. Jesus Christ. Yep. Yep. (laughs) But I can edit it out, so it's fine. (laughs) So, yeah, Brady, uh, podcaster, blogger... um, and other sort of stuff. Tell us about. Tell us a bit about about yourself. What you up to? What's uh, what you got in the pipelines? What have you? You know, how's how's everything working for you during this lockdown and everything? Yeah, it's it's been going good. I was able to get really ahead on my podcast, which I love doing. <laughs> Actually, having some episodes in the can, where you can just uh, have them scheduled out, and you're good to go. That's always nice. So, what is this podcast? How does it work? Yeah, so, uh, well, I have the one, the one's called Another World Audiobooks, and how it works is um, I just take basically any book that's in the public domain and I narrate it. So, um, yeah, we've done uh, Treasure Island and... Uh, Robert Louis Stevenson. Classic. <laughs> yes, sir. Yeah, so pretty much, yeah, all those, all those classics that you have probably heard about or maybe read in school or something, but never actually quite got around to enjoying. So that's, uh, yeah, that's kind of the, the main gist of that podcast. I always liked Kidnapped by Robert Louis Stevenson, but it never really um, got much attention, that one. I don't know if you've read that one. I think it was called Kidnapped. Anyway. Yeah, I think I've seen the, the books, or I mean the movies. I've, I've seen the movies, but I don't think I've ever read the book. So yeah, where can people find that podcast? Um, so I don't have a normal website; <laughs> I just have a WordPress. So it's like Anchor or no, um, another WordPress.com. But then uh, it's on Anchor. So if you go to Anchor.fm/slash Another World Audiobooks, this is right there, and you can uh, we've got uh, like 120 episodes, I think now 130 something like that. Lovely. Wow. So, um, yeah, we've got made our way through a lot of different books, and it's fun. I really enjoy doing it. I'd be interested to hear what you guys think of it, because uh, this American tries on a British accent every once in a while. I was about book, to ask so, that. Yeah, do you do you try do you try characters? Yeah. <laughs> is it is it you on your own, or do you bring people in to do different characters? 
No, it's just been me so far. I've I've wanted to kind of play with that, you know, expanding to, to other people who want to narrate, but it just hasn't happened yet. So um, I really want to want to get to that point. But yeah, so far just me. I'd love to help, but I can't read or speak. So <laughs> <laughs> It'd be fucking awful. <laughs> the other cool thing that I've done is um, I've actually been able to connect with because I, I write. Um, like fiction too more more for fun i haven't really done anything with it but um i've connected with a bunch of indie authors who are just you know trying to get their name out there and all i'll do is just record like um a little sample of their book and and do that as like a special edition type episode nice awesome. um i'll have to yeah. check that out uh obviously send over all your links to everything so we can put them in the show notes but i'll also yeah. take a listen to that that that's the audiobook podcast uh what, what and the other podcast is so the other one's called uh the brad johnson show which um yeah it's kind of a, another side of me <laughs> um sounds, sounds dubious <laughs> uh basically what it is is uh i don't, I don't know if you guys have, i'm assuming it's it's kind of made its way over there but just kind of the entrepreneur um digital nomads uh, kind of the internet millionaire type culture. I don't know if you guys have yeah. kind of experienced that at all. Yeah. Yeah, just kind of the, the, the Instagrammer who's got his private jet and his Lamborghini on, on there about how he's made millions of dollars off the internet and how you can do it too. Just give him some money and he'll show you exactly how. <laughs> we could probably Stuff say it's like over that. here. So, we, could, we could probably say it in England, but you won't be able to say it over there because I'll probably try and sue you. But uh, we're talking about the Logan brothers and people like that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's all sorts of, of people out there who are, uh, I think Gary V. Uh, there's there's some legit guys too. Like there's some people who are actually doing it and they're they're doing cool stuff. But it's just uh, it's just kind of ridiculous to me. And I was listening to a podcast one time. I was like, you know, if you crank this up like one extra notch, it would just be like pure comedy. So that's kind of the idea behind the show is is taking these uh, the ideas of, of people who are actually doing this type of stuff and just making it a slightly more ridiculous. And I, I think it works pretty well. It's, it's, it's kind of a, a comedy type thing. It is quite funny, actually, because there's so many of them now. And especially in cryptocurrency on on the uh-huh. YouTube, that they're the worst. It's like, a, find out how I made millions of pounds, millions of dollars uh, by, by subscribing to my course it'll only cost you five hundred dollars a year and that when you when you subscribe to that course it's just one lesson he says the way i made my millions is i got you to buy this course (laughs) exactly exactly (laughs) yeah that's that's kind of the idea behind the podcast i mean we we talk about basically anything entrepreneurial and stuff like that and just um the the character that i play as like the the show host is just absolutely ridiculous and completely full of himself and you know he's the best at everything and all those sort of things <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun it's something that oh, it was just kind of a, a side project just because like this would be fun to do and it was it, it's been we're almost 150 episodes on that one too wow is that all ad-libbed yeah pretty much yeah the first the first couple episodes um, were pretty scripted and then I was like, "This takes a really long time." So I was like, "Well, let's just let's just try it." And so, yeah, we just kind of ad lib. Basically, we'll we'll get like a topic and then just kind of riff off of that. Is usually what we do. 
Yeah, one of my favourite podcasts at the moment is uh, Hello from the Magic Tavern, and they do an ad lib type uh, podcast. It's a uh, oh, okay. It's the yeah. It, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to plug them, but yeah, it is good. Nice. But I, I like that kind of comedy, just off the cuff, and um, yeah. So I'll check that out as well, as should our listeners. Um, yeah. So what else you got? What you, what you got coming up? What's what, what's next? What what's this year? Have installed? Um, my my day job is website design. I, I design websites and uh, and do some digital marketing and stuff like that. And that's really it's been kind of taken off recently. And I think a lot of that's because. Um, you know, everybody's stuck inside and they're trying to figure out how to take their business online and stuff. So I've been really busy with that, building a lot of websites. And I think my podcasts have kind of suffered because of that. Um, just, you know, the podcasts were more of a hobby and, and having to focus on, on real work, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. At least you're one of the few that's uh, still got real work to do. It yeah. is nice. Yeah, I can't complain. It's been a, a real mm. blessing there. I uh, recently... We, we, we've got a Google Sites website. You know, um, yeah, I'm sure you know of Google Sites. Yep. But uh, we had this massive, long address for ages, and I couldn't work out how to... Because I had the domain for www.yhhtmpc.com, but I couldn't get the Google Sites thing, which is like, uh, I don't know, www.google.sites forward slash YHHTMPC or something like that. I wanted it and it took uh, it took me absolutely ages. I don't know why, because the website's shit anyway. <laughs> I only use Google Sites because I, I, I'm not a web designer, so it, it, for me, Google Sites was like MySpace. It does all the work for you <laughs> type thing. I do miss MySpace. Anyway, yeah, so... Lovely. Um, we can ask you a silly question each. I ask uh, these uh, well, a couple of questions during interviews, and Wayne's got his set of questions. I'm going to ask you one of my questions, and Wayne's going to ask you one of his. So, mine's a two-part question. You're going on holiday. Lockdown is over. You can go anywhere in the world you want. You don't have to worry about work, and money isn't an issue. Where are you gonna go? Oh man, uh, that's that's a hard question. I came across a I can't remember what it's called now. So, um, yeah, I guess you guys might know. It, it is a castle in Scotland that they've turned into a like bed and breakfast type thing, and it's like this giant estate thing. And yeah, it was this is like breathtakingly amazing. Anyway, um, <laughs> I had sounds expensive as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So that was, um, yeah, I think that would probably be pretty high up on the list for sure of places that I could go if I could go anywhere. You've been there already and you'd go back? Oh, no, I haven't been there. Oh, you'd like to. Okay, got you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm thinking that's probably a $25,000 vacation type of thing, so... A little out of my price range. Yeah, I was thinking if I've got if I've got twenty five thousand to spend, the last place I'm going to go is fucking Scotland. Um, <laughs> to be but each to their own, I suppose. Yeah, well, I've never been there, so to me, it, it would be cool. But... I have. I can't wait to get out. Um, but yeah, no, okay. So you're going to Scotland for a week, so this nice castle. You're taking with you an MP3 player. 
Now, this MP3 player is quite old, as, as all MP3 players now, I suppose. <laughs> but um, you, actually, funny story, we had a girl on the B-side last time, um, M-Rose, she's uh, 16, 17. Yeah, it's a while. And uh, I said, said jokingly, yeah, you're taking with an with an MP3 player, um, you're probably too young to remember them. And she said, yes. Fuck me. You had to explain to her, didn't you? <laughs> Jesus. I had to explain to her an MP3 player. It's like a phone, anyway. but you can't make calls off yeah. it. So it's nothing like a phone. Um, so you take him with you an MP3 player. It's an old one. And you only have WAV files on your computer, so you can only fit two songs on this MP3 player. Wow. And they have to last you a week. What two songs do you take? Well, definitely one would be uh, Beautiful Mystery, Owl City. That's got to be on there. Um, man, if, if 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 people haven't heard "Beautiful Mystery," like, and they're Owl City fans, as one of the one of those songs that doesn't get played a lot. Um, everybody knows "Fireflies," but he's got so much more awesome music. Um, man, what would I, I? I'm tempted to just pick another Owl City song, but I think that would probably <laughs> no, be a I can if you want. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, he did uh, he did a version of the, I think it's the musical Hanson, uh, waving through a window, um, and that's just yeah the way he he did that song is just masterpiece. So probably that one as well. Beautiful mystery and waving through a window. Familiar with both of those songs? I think it was a few years ago. Probably about ten years ago. I discovered Our City and I downloaded all of their albums illegally. <laughs> Limewire. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so you're paying it back now. So you're, that's, that's what you're doing, mate. You're paying it back to the music industry now by doing this. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, your turn, Wayne. Uh, now, normally I ask, I normally ask a, a, a music-flavored question, but I'm going to go with because um, you're more into, you know, well, you did the, the audio books. So I'm going to ask a, a very simple one: if you could record any book as an audio book, which book would it be? Oh wow, it's got to be Harry Potter, hasn't he? I don't know that that. Um... I'm blanking on his name. He's the, the Stephen Fry. Like he, yeah, he, he did do it well, didn't he? Uh, that's that's top notch. Like I don't think anybody could beat that. So I'll just bow to him and, and walk away. <laughs> um, you know, I think it'd be really fun to do a Jack Reacher novel. I don't know if you guys read Jack Reacher at all. Yes, I have. Uh, yeah, those are those are good books, and they're just a lot of fun. I think they'd be. I think doing a Jack Reacher would be pretty awesome. Mm, no, I'd that... probably go for the, one of the lo- not Loch Lamora, um, one of the oh god, I forgot what it was called now. It was like a, a, an adult Harry Potter. What was his name? Oh, Jim. Fuck me. Oh god, oh, the Dresden Files. Yes, the Dresden Files. I love Jim that Butcher. series. Brilliant. Jim Butcher. Is it Jim Butcher? Jim Butcher. Yeah, yeah it's a good. Have you read? Have you, uh... Yeah, is he, he's like in, uh, uh, in Chicago and stuff. I think that's right. Yeah, he's, sure. a, he's a mid- yes, I think so. Yeah, it's sort of magician noir. Yeah, that's yeah. sort of what it is. It's very good. Yeah, yeah he's, he's like a detective. That's he's a detective wizard. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, those would be fun too. Those are good books. Mm. Have you listened to, uh, listened to those? Have you or read them? I listened to them. Yeah. Yeah, most of good them books. anyway. I don't think I got through the whole series, but mm. yeah. So yes, well yeah, like uh, like all of our artists, also go and check out Brady in the uh, links that we'll leave in the show notes. Have you anything else to add, Wayne? <clears throat> um, 
no, find us on all the social media platforms. You know, find us on Facebook, Instagram, um, Twitter, Fidefinite. You can contact us at info at yhhtmpc.com. Please drop us your any comments you'd like to do to, to drop to us. Please do it there, as well as um, any artists out there who want to, you know, play your music to us and try and get us, uh, try and get played on our show. Please send send your submissions there. Uh, one of us will pick them up from there. Also, uh, go to iTunes, if you would, please, and leave us a nice five-star rating. The higher we go up the chart, the more music gets saved. You know, it's nice that we're up in the chart, but ultimately, we're trying to get the music out there for these people. We we like their music. We want you to like their music. We want their music to be out there. Also, you could uh, donate through our page if you like what we do. Um, you know, this shit ain't free, unfortunately. Um that a bit. That always. Any, any donations are appreciated. You can also follow us and subscribe to us on our Patreon channel. Is it three dollars a month? Is it rich? Is that? I always forget. Yeah, but yeah. we don't do fuck all on there really. Wait, it's just to support us. I'll do a little bit on there, you know. But yeah, you can you, follow us you do. But I'll keep forgetting to put it up. I mean, you've done two videos and I haven't put them up. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Cheers. <laughs> Then it take a lot, it take like eight hours to, to, to put together. That's and, why and I've said to you, put them on YouTube because it's wasted content. Like 12, 12 minute videos take me eight hours to do. It's fine. You just, you just leave them in the inbox. It's fine. <laughs> We've got one follower on fucking Patreon. Uh, just put it on YouTube. More people will see it. <clears throat> um, uh, yeah, you can donate through PayPal, um, or through Bitcoin. We've got Bitcoin address. Oh, nice. Didn't mm. know that. Uh, yeah, as, and, uh, all the artists today who who will be played are uh, obviously Square Peg Round Hole. Go and give them a listen if you like what they're doing. Uh, Robert Connolly Farr, you know, if you like that Dirty Blue sound, give that a go. If you just want some good, you know, honest to God smile on your face, go and have a listen to Merriman and Brown Sauce. And uh, we'll be playing out with... Uh, Dreamland. Dreamland. and By Ashcan. Ashcan. It looks like I've got Ashcore here. Yeah, Ashcan, yeah. Obviously, as well, check out the, uh, the wild card, which was the Banshees... What was their song called, Rich? Is the same song? The Banshees. As, yeah, one of our songs. Um, it was called Tell Me Everything. Tell Me Everything, yeah. There you go. So, yeah, check yeah. those guys out. So, uh, yeah. I love this Ashcan song, the tune, by the way. Bit of Deep House. Deep Beautiful. House, yeah. I've got Art really of Noise nice. written down. That's what I've got. <laughs> yes, yeah, really good this is. You'll definitely like this. Listen to this one straight to the end. Really Absolutely. good. Also, uh, thank you. Thank you again to our guest, Brady. Thanks for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on. Yeah. yeah, pleasure is all mine. Appreciate it. Good to hear what you guys think of my British accent. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait to hear it. And uh, like I say, everybody else, go and check him out. So, yes, all that's left to say is uh, I've been Richie. I've been Wayne. And he's been Brady. Thank you for listening. If indeed you still are. Goodbye. Goodbye.
Summer is right around the corner, and you know what that means. Cooking out, diving in, and soaking up a whole lot of sunshine. The Home Depot has everything you need to start your summer right. Upgrade your cookout game with Traeger grills and smokers. Then gather around a new Hampton Bay patio set with family and friends. It feels like Memorial Day at the Home Depot with savings on summer fun. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. 
And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.